Need a few minutes to reset? Great Minds is a podcast from SBS that guides you through different meditation styles from around the world. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. This show was recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung people of the Kulin Nation. Bad English with your host, Ivan Ristegeta. Welcome to Bad English, the support group for English learning trauma patients. And believe me, we're all going to need lots of support when you find out what our English teacher, Eileen, has in mind for this episode. They are called phrasal verbs. It's kind of like West Side Story if the Crips ganged up with the Bloods and started doing stuff. It's like the dark side of of the doing words. But none of this is likely to scare our guest. He's gone from knowing a few basic words in English as a refugee to becoming the best English speaker in his family and saving his mum from, from, well, unwanted attention. And so we went to the shops and in Arabic, kiss means plastic bag. Where kiss. in kiss. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So my mum is like, I buy, now can I have kiss? You know, and I look... <laughs> And the look on the guy's face is like, well, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. I knew I looked good today. <laughs> but just the look at his like face, that's what I assumed, you know. It's like, Jesus, I knew I was good looking. Let me call my wife over so she can hear this. <laughs> he really loves his mum. More fun stuff from Joe White a little later. But first, let me flex my rant muscle a tad. <clears throat> you see, the way I see it, the English language is the Aldi version of all languages. The definition of English matches the acronym of Aldi. English is a ludicrous display of inconsistency. English is an absolute ode to uncertainty, full of contradictions. More exceptions to rules than rules itself. You know when you go to Aldi to buy peanut butter and you return with a saxophone instead? Same happens with English. In English, you can find letters where you least expect them. The word colonel, C-O-L-O-N-E-L, has no R in it, right? And yet, we say colonel. Wednesday should be spelled W-E-N-D instead of W-E-D-N. And there's more stuff. You can't pronounce the L in salmon or the B in debt, or the K in knife, or the CH in yacht. Salmon, debt, knife, yacht. I prefer salmon, debt, knife, and yacht. Listen to this. Vain, vain, vain. I just said three different words with three different meanings and three different spellings. Can you tell? I'm going to say them again. Vain, vain, vain. Did you notice that I said them in a different order this time? Sometimes English has attempts to make things easier. For example, verb conjugation. English has 12 verb tenses. And Spanish, my native language, has 23 verb tenses. You might think that English wins here. But no, English language took verbs to another level. The phrasal verbs. 
These are verbs that are transformed into a whole different meaning when they are used with a preposition. Like, get out, get away, get in, get up, get down, get off, get through, get back. These are eight phrasal forms of the verb to get. Each one of these can be conjugated in 12 different verb tenses. 12 times 8 equals 96! See what I did there? I have explained grammar by using maths. That's like shooting a gun with another gun. They're both evil. English is confusing and unpredictable and yet extremely popular. I guess humans have an innate attraction to ludicrous displays of inconsistency. But you'll find no inconsistencies here, just solid amounts of righteous anger and hilarity. Especially from the guy we're about to meet. And of course, from my solid as a rock co-pilot, Eileen Bugan. Hi, so great to be here again. <laughs> so good to have you here. Today we have a very special guest, a good friend of mine. We've been touring. He's a stand-up comedian. We've toured uh, most of WA together. Very, very, very funny man. Telahun, a.k.a. Joe White. Oh, and the crowd goes wild. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Ivan. Uh, pleasure to so, be here. Joe, he's, he's from Ethiopia. He's an Ethiopian-Australian comedian, winner of French World Best Comedy Weekly Award four years in a row. He's been opening for amazing big international acts. Um, he <laughs> opened for me as well. <laughs> <laughs> we all made mistakes in the past, you know what I mean? That was... <laughs> This is going to be a fun episode. <laughs> Joe Tilahun, my friend, welcome to Bad English. Ivan, thank you so much for having me. And it's Tilahun. Tilahun. There you go. Tilahun. Man, you are the only non-Ethiopian person that has ever pronounced that with a T. <laughs> Everyone else is Tilahun. No, Tilahun. That's Tilahun. it. Um, tell us, I know, I know a lot Did about you just say tell us? <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell us, <laughs> tell us about your story, <laughs> I uh, I was born in Tuawa, which is uh, a refugee camp that was bordering Ethiopia and uh, Sudan. So from the camp, we moved to the capital city Khartoum, and then I left Khartoum when I was eleven and migrated to Perth, Australia. And yeah, been here since then. Haven't even left. Got my citizenship and I went, I'm still going to hang around just in yeah. case. <laughs> it's a big country. Just because they don't let me back in. You know? like, so you came here with your family, right? Yeah. So came here with my mom and my five siblings. So I'm one of six. We came as refugees. So you know, before we came to Perth, Australia, um, we lost everything in the camp, in the refugee camp, to a fire that was started Damn. by a babysitter that would come and help mum out because, you know, six kids and we're all uh, 18 months to two years apart. So while dad's at work, uh, we had a babysitter that randomly would come and just help mum around the house. Uh, one day accidentally burnt the whole house down while Whoa. making, you know, tea or coffee. Yeah. Uh, and my mum and her only had time to get the kids out. So because th the house was made out of sticks like just a big giant hut in Twawa, yeah. um, it went up in flames pretty quick. So they got the kids out, but we lost everything. 
Mm-hmm. And then, you know, trying to rebuild was a challenge and dad resorted to alcohol for comfort. Then it just got worse and he became abusive and then eventually left the family. Yeah. Uh, and then mom was left with six kids. And so she had to make the decision to leave the camp into the capital city for a better life in the hopes that we get out from Sudan to the Western world. That yeah. could be America or wherever. Yeah. Obviously, we didn't expect for things to get worse than they were when we were at the camp. We thought maybe mum will get work, we'll uh, find a house, and then uh, we'll apply for a refugee visa because we were not in our country. Our country is Ethiopia. We were in Sudan. And uh, maybe the refugee visa will see or they'll assess and see our situation and it's pretty bad and they'll get us out. But when we got to Sudan, she couldn't get a job. We couldn't get a house. And we ended up being homeless for almost two years. And so we, you know, slept on the street and, you know, no money. So we begged or went through bins to try and get food to eat. Um, and my mom's a very religious woman. So she found the church in the area that we were at. And we we slept outside the church because at night they closed it. And during the day we'd go in, we'd pray and at night we'd sleep outside. And when you sleep outside, obviously, you know, there's no security around. There's no... Um, you're exposed to the elements of the night and you know with that comes people trying to kidnap you people trying to kidnap my sisters and uh, my mom can't stay awake all night so as security she would use um, clothing or she would use ropes and she would tie our limbs to her torso and she would have three on one side three on the other side so when people try to take us at night we'll all wake up because of this rope yeah we'll all attack the person and then we'll go back to our corner that's the strategy behind it and it worked a couple of times which is you know yeah, that's her thinking yeah. outside the box. Man, your your mum is is a superhero. She's a legend. Yeah. Um, so you arrived to Australia, and uh, you were eleven years old. Mm. Um, so you have five more siblings. Are you the oldest? Um, the eldest. I mean, you. I could be. You know, I'll, I'll be. I'm the wiser, so I, technically I'm the oldest. <laughs> that's how you calculate it in an immigrant household. Is the smartest one is the oldest, right? It's not. It's yeah. not necessarily the oldest, right? Yeah. So I am the oldest. Yes, in my family, it's IQ. It's not IQ. Age. Yeah. <laughs> Who's made more mistakes this week? All right, you're the baby in the family, <laughs> and that's usually the eldest, yeah, in our family. Um, so. I'm the middle child. I'm a twin. It's myself and a twin uh, sister. And then I have an older brother and an older sister. And I have a a younger sister and the youngest is a brother. And um, the way we did it when we were in Sudan and we were homeless and looking out for, you know, potential hazards and trouble is my mom would say the three boys should allocate um, one of the girls for one of us to look out for her. And so I would look out for my twin sister. My older brother would look out for my older sister and my younger brother would look out for my younger sister. Yeah. And my mom would make it very clear with a belt in her hand, with a weapon in her hand. She would tell you, <laughs> if anything happens to any of like your, whoever you're responsible for, they won't get in trouble. You'll get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So that's how she did security yeah. as well. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so my sisters always had security from day one. <laughs> yeah. And at what point did you become Joe? Um, so when I first came here, you know, it's a completely different world moving to Australia or moving to Perth, Australia. Like, you know, I was probably 11 years old when I saw my first Caucasian person. So I had no idea until I was like 11 and that was the person that approved our immigration papers. So it's a different world where I come from. And when we came here to Perth, uh, Perth, Australia, you know, we were just overwhelmed with everything. So I was very quiet. They took us to our new house and I'm like, this is great, but there's a chance we can get sent back. So I was always just being a good boy. And then um, 
you know, when someone asked me questions, I'm always trying to give them answers that would yeah. please them. So when people would ask me what my name is and I would say, they would struggle to pronounce it back. Oh. So eventually I was like, I was playing soccer and a group of people uh, went, we can't pronounce your name. Can we give you a nickname? And I said, what's the nickname? They said, a different name, but you can use here and there. And I said, okay. I said, can we call you Michael? And I said, no. Because <laughs> I had a friend called Michael and I hated him. <laughs> you know? I said, don't call me Michael. And then they said, this is when I was probably about 14, 15 years old. Yeah. It's a church youth group. And then they said, can we call you Joe? And I said, yes, I like Joe. Call me Joe. Because at the time, I associated the name Joe with a singer that I was listening to and his name was Joe. Ah, And he had all the qualities that I wanted. You know, he he was confident. He was a ladies man. He was quick with his words, you know. So I'm like, (laughs) and he was stylish. And I said, that's that's what I want, you know. So I was like, yeah, call me Joe. So that's what I identified it with. Yeah, yeah. And so I just went with Joe. Ah, that's so in, in school, everyone will know you by Joe, and then yeah. and then the teachers. She gives me up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> teachers in class are going Tilla, Tilla, Hunt, Tilla, Tilla. I'm like, oh, it's Tilla Hunt. <laughs> Who's this person? It's me. And everyone's like, what? And I go, yeah, it's it's my real name, you know. <laughs> but uh, eventually, I think. Um, you know, you you don't care. The teacher will just say Tillahan and you go, yeah, present, and everyone knows already. Yeah. But throughout my whole schooling, everybody always called me Joe. No one called me Tillahan. Right. Except the principal or the teacher or, um, Whoever you know. was reading your name out. Yeah, whoever was reading my name out. And I was the only black guy in my year. So there's no black guys in my year. Oh. And I was the second black guy in the whole school in Perth. Right. So when people say, do you know Joe? People would go, who's Joe? They'll go, you know the black guy, Joe Black, and that's how Joe Black came about. So they were oh. calling me Joe Black, oh. not as an insult, but more so like, <laughs> yeah. oh, it's a black guy. That's, 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 <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that was the year I went there's, to school. There's a lot of jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to co-write together. If I, so they would call me Joe Black, you know. And when the opportunity came to go on stage and be a comedian, I was like, I'm already going as Joe Halu, which is my last name is Halu. Okay. And so I went. I'll just keep telling this. Like when I went into the work system after school, it was also Joe on the resume. And then when I went to perform, I was like, Joe Halu. And then I went, it doesn't make sense. I'm like undivided. I need to commit either to the <laughs> full white name or I need to like go to Tilahan Halu. So I went, why don't I just be funny instead of going as Joe Black? Why don't I just commit? And my friend goes, yeah, go Joe White, which is the opposite. So it'll be funny. So instead of doing Tillahan, I just went committed with and went, yeah, let's go Joe White, which is like the whitest wow. name you can think of. Yeah. You think about it. Yes, it is. You know what I mean? Every Joe, Joe, you know, Joe, Joe Doe. And right there with the introduction of you know, yeah. the name is your first like surprise for the audience. Yeah. And they laugh because I'm like, ta-da, it's not what you expect. And, and that's the outcome I want when I'm on stage is laughter. Yeah. Yeah. And so I try to like do whatever I can to get it quickly, you know, as quick as possible. And so I thought, why not? But that was me in the beginning as well, where I've changed a lot now, you know. Mm. Eventually, I'll go back to Tlahun, you know. I'm not ashamed of it. I'll go back, yeah. But uh, Tlahun, I was named after him. He's a famous Ethiopian singer called Tlahun Gesese. I think my mom, that's her favorite singer. Okay. Yeah. I've seen a very funny joke story that you tell on stage about about <laughs> about the first experiences when you arrived to Australia and yeah. Centrelink mm. and uh, with your mom. Can you please share? Yeah, so um, a lot of my comedy is derived from my life experiences, and a lot of it just tend to be 
you know, my observation when I'm hanging out with mom. And so there was a time where when we went to Centrelink and, uh, you know, we were advised that if we go to Centrelink, my mom will get money to help her out because she's got kids. And, six. Yeah, six <laughs> kids, you know. So they would say, go to Centrelink and you'll get like 600, you know, every fortnight. Or And my mom would need a translator and my English wasn't good. But it was close. You know, I knew how to say when I, before I left Sudan, they'll teach us, this is chair, this is spoon. <laughs> so in the family, I was good at memories, you know, yeah, so yeah. I, I remembered and I'm like, this is chair, this is spoon. My mom's like, he'll translate. So I went <laughs> and the lady was like, yeah, we're going to give her money, you know, to help her out. But more so, my mom's like, what's the money for? And I said, oh, uh, my mom wants to know what the money's for. And she said, oh, it's for the kids. I'm like, oh, it's for the kids, mom. And my mom instantly, obviously, she was freaked out. And she's like, no, the children are not for sale, you know. <laughs> and so... <laughs> And so we stormed out and, uh, <laughs> you know. your money. <laughs> yeah. Because like, I should have sold them back home if that's what yeah. I wanted, you know. I fought so hard to bring them here in this country and uh, you want to buy them. <laughs> I, I tried to convince her to sell my older brother. <laughs> he had all the good clothes that, you know, that I wanted. So, yeah, so there was that. But there was also just many different things, man. Um, you know, the, when we came here. Yeah, I would always be with mom. I would always translate. And because I love my mom so much, I always want her to be safe. So if I sense she's doing something that would attract attention and it might not be good attention, I'm quick to jump in and help. You know, I'm just very protective, like I've always been. Yeah. And so, you know, the English language is something that could get her in trouble. So we were at the shops and uh, we finished doing shopping and she wanted a plastic bag. Mm-hmm. And we spoke Arabic when we came here. That was our first language because we came from Sudan. Okay. Right? Arabic was our go-to language because that's where we were in Sudan. So when we came here, instantly our go-to language was Arabic and we'll mix it with English because we yeah. have to speak English, right? Yeah. And so we went to the shops and in Arabic, kiss means uh, plastic bag. Where kiss. In, kiss. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So my mom is like, I buy, now can I have kiss? You know, and the look... <laughs> And the look on the guy's face is like, well, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. I knew I looked good today. <laughs> but just the look at his it's face, like that's what I assumed, you know. It's like, Jesus, I knew I was good looking. Let me call my wife over so she can hear this. <laughs> yeah. and, and I always say my mom will get what she wants. You know, she's very driven. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, in, you know that in another language, the word in Finnish for bag mm. is P-U-S-S-I. Wow, is it? Yeah. And wow. so And... A big bag is M-E-G-A-P-U-S-S-I. Wow. I don't even know if I can say that word. <laughs> That's so funny. M-E-G-A, mega. P-U-S-S-I. <laughs> yeah. You can say it's it. On- <laughs> Trust me, no, I've spoken I'll to the Yvonne producers. Mega Pusai. <laughs> <laughs> I've spoken to the producers. They said, make sure you tell Ailing she can say it. <laughs> so, you've got full I've permission. Got light <laughs> so you also speak um, Harik and, and uh, Tigri? Yeah, so we sp- I speak Amharic. I learned that from my mom. Uh, and then I speak Tigrinya, which I learned Tigrinya. from my dad. Tigrinya, yeah, yeah, which I learned from my dad. Um, but when we communicate at home, it's all over. So I'll speak to my mom in like three languages, you know. Yeah. She'll oh. speak to me in Amharic. I'll respond in Amharic, English, Tigrinya, a bit of Arabic sometimes, you know. Yeah. It's just like it, there's too much going on in the house, you know. Where there's too many <laughs> languages and too many people. Yeah. You know, even when she's someone gets in trouble and she will call them, she will just yell out all the names before yeah. she gets to yours, and you're like, yeah, "We're very <laughs> chilled now. Everything is all right." You know? but, how's, yeah. how's her English level after so many years? So how many years since you arrived? Uh, we came in '98, so we've, we've been here almost almost 30 years, I'll tell you. Wow. Yeah, years. and her English is still terrible. <laughs> 
I always tell her off. Come on, mum. We've been here almost. There. What's the excuse here? Thirty years. What was her biggest struggle with English? What the thing? The thing that she she messed up the more. She doesn't hang out with enough white people. That's, that's the main problem. It's not English. It's not the language. The language is not hard. It's just I think her learning it. Um, you know, with uh, now that she goes to work and stuff like that, and you know, she's been going for what over ten years. She's been working, but um, you know, when we first came here, I think the challenge for her or the challenge for a lot of immigrant parents that come at a late age compared to their kids is we have to go to school, we have to go yeah. and hang out with our friends outside. If you want to skateboard or you want to play sports, you're mixing with people who are speaking English, and you know, you have to learn quick. Yeah, where the parents, they, you know, my mom when we came here, she went to Ethiopian Orthodox Church. She she went to her Ethiopian friend's house, Ethiopian gatherings, yeah. you know. So there was everybody spoke Amharic. Yeah. And so she was never around English until we came home and, you know, and we speak to her because we can't, we can't be bothered teaching her. We're just yeah. young. We're like, you got to learn like all of us, but <laughs> we know better now, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it, sh- it took her a while and she yeah. still struggles. And she probably, her English has probably, you know, increased tenfold since she started oh, yeah. working, right? Oh, yeah. So it's just 100%. really need needs basis 100 percent. i that's i tell that story on stage where i picked her up from work and she wanted to say what did you do today yeah. so it's, she wanted to say what did you do today uh-huh. and and so she goes uh what today do you uh and she just kept stuffing it up and i had half an hour drive so in my head you know i was like you have half an hour drive teach your mom how to say it correctly you know, I could have easily put music on and went, yeah, yeah, mum, it was good, you know. But I'm like, mum, let's let's get you saying it properly. Okay. It's what did you do today, you know. Right. And, she, and I just kept going, what did you do today? And my mum will just constantly stuff it up, right. <laughs> and then she just kept trying. And she was giving it a shot. She was trying. And then she goes, what dude did you do today? <laughs> and I was like, okay, let's play some music. Let's play. <laughs> Yeah, I nearly crashed the car. That's how much I was laughing, and I went. So easy being a comedian. (laughs) I don't have to write anything. I don't even have to give it ten percent. From then on, you're like, Mum, ask the question. Yeah, yeah. From then, I'm like, Mum, let's do more stuff, and I'll follow you with pen and paper. So, give me an example of of your mum mixing all the languages in one sentence. One word in Arabic or one word in Amharic would mean two words or three words in English. Yeah, where mum would just say one word. In English, thinking that word would cover three things. And it's ah. like, no, you still got to ah. say the other three, two words for it to make sense. So I think mainly her problem is it's just the fact that we say one word to explain a couple of words in English, but also Arabic is back to front and English is, you know, you start from left and you go to right where we go from right to left. So there's all this just in her head. Yeah. When did you start? When when you became a comedian? When did you decided to do comedy? Yeah, I was uh, a banker before I went in to do comedy. Oh, okay. So I was yeah, I was wow. a relationship manager for uh, one of the banks in um, Perth, mm. and. Uh, yeah, I just, I didn't like it. It was very depressing. And at the time, I'd just come out of a 10-year relationship breakup. You know how it is. I know how when, it is. You know, Ivan, you've, you've been through five of them. Uh, <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> all up 50 years you've lost there jeez how do you look so young <laughs> olive oil <laughs> olive oil um, so you know I, I come out of a long term relationship and it makes you question you know life and your purpose and I thought you know what is my purpose it's not coming in and clocking in from 9am until 5pm or sometimes staying late and taking work back home there has to be more to life you know so I started just setting goals where I'll try different things that I like yep. and people have recommended I should try and see if I do like it and if I could make it into a career. So you were a funny banker? Yeah. yeah. You know what? Decided- In banking, you couldn't be funny. You have oh, to be yeah. serious all the time. I didn't like it. Um, and then one day my sister called me and she was crying, my twin sister, and she said, man, you have to come over ASAP. I went over and she said, you're not going to believe what happened. I was at the Coventry markets yeah. and there was this place where there was like fortune tellers or psychics you know how if, you told me the story yeah, like, so, I was going to oh. ask you about that yeah, yeah so, it's a great story I so my it. sister went in there and this lady freaked her out with what she knew oh. and so my sister went home and she, you know she was freaked out and she called me and she's like you have to go see what she says about you and I was like yeah okay I'll give it a shot because you know I'm trying everything so I'm not very close minded anymore I'm like I'm open to anything right yeah. now once you're at the bottom it's only up yes. you know what I mean so I'm like I'll try it so I went to the psychic I didn't say anything and I always walk around with a smile on my face you know so I went in, I sat down and she was like, oh, have you done this before? I said, no. And she said, oh, I'll tell you everything, good or bad. She told me some bad stuff and I was like, yeah, life's already shit. Who cares? <laughs> right? Yeah, the bottom's and, a good place to be sometimes, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then she said, oh, what do you do for work? I said, I was a banker. And she said, that's terrible. That's not your personality, you know? I said, yeah, what do you think I should do then? You know, you're the psychic. Tell me. And she said, all right, I'll tell you. And she was like, do you do anything with stage stuff? Do you perform? And I wow. said, no. And she said, are you a rapper by any chance? And I said, are you stereotyping? <laughs> and she, she started stuff. laughing. I know. She's like, no, no, I'm not stereotyping. I swear. I just." And I said, no, I'm just kidding. I said, no, I don't rap. And she said, are you a motivational speaker? I said, no, but I do listen to a lot of it to keep me going. Mm-hmm. And she said, okay. Um, she said, it's something to do with stage. I don't know what it is, but it's your job is to find it. Wow. And she's like, you're going to be good at it. I can see a big crowd. You're going to be successful at it and you're going to be happy. The type of energy I sense is you walk in and you're high-fiving everyone. That's the energy. So she's like, your job is to find it. And I was like, all right. And before I left, I said, man, a month ago, a friend of mine was like, you should try stand-up comedy since you're <laughs> on this path of trying everything. Yeah. And and I wrote a page of jokes about my cousin because he was annoying me at the time. Before you met this lady? Yeah. You already had your jokes right like, written? I, I wrote a page about him. Wow. But then I just put it away. I went, this is stupid. Now, I don't believe in all that psychic stuff. You know, I'm, I'm Orthodox Christian and in, in our religion, obviously, we don't believe in any of that. If I tell my mom, she'll slap me. So, <laughs> people are like, how dare you have a meeting with the devil? <laughs> that's how she'll describe it but I'm like you know what mom's not even from like this generation you know this generation you gotta you gotta be open-minded so I'm like I'm open-minded and the lady's like you have to do stand-up comedy you have to try it if you don't you're gonna be an old man and regret the way you lived your life and I found a way and then I did my first five minutes and I'm not even exaggerating Ivan my first five minutes I got two applause breaks beautiful you know and wow. the, the feeling the reason why I, I'm, I'm telling you I got applause breaks not yeah. to brag but just to say that's how well it was received and as someone who's never experienced that feeling before where you know you're at the bottom but then now you're on stage and you're performing and a group of people are applauding yeah. something you created and, and you, you think awesome. it's funny you just feel like you've been given a second chance at life you know yeah. I was a driving pulling over crying going this is amazing I found my purpose yeah. has, has your That's mother great. seen you perform? you know she 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 wasn't quick to come and watch me perform because she knew I'd left banking <laughs> 
But I said, look, I've left banking, but I'm still doing the finance degree. I wasn't. But <laughs> I didn't have to tell her that part, you know. Um, and then she came and watched uh, my first 45 minutes. And that was six months after I did uh, started doing comedy. I decided, you know what, I'll just go and, and do Dude, 45 minutes. 45 minutes after yeah. six months. Yeah. That's... I, you know, that's it wasn't amazing, that's yeah. unheard of in the comedy world. Like you can't like, it, but it's great. It wasn't the best, yeah. but I didn't bomb. That's the beauty of it. Beautiful. You know what I mean? I didn't bomb, but it wasn't like I look at it now and I go, oh, gotta delete this, gotta delete that. You know, trim the fat. Yeah, trim the fat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but there's still a lot of stuff in there, like the World Vision joke. And I go, oh, you might have seen me on TV before, and yeah. people wonder. And I go, World Vision, you, know? <laughs> you look familiar. Have you wrote me a letter before? You know, to randoms in the crowd. That was in my first five minutes. Beautiful. Yeah. I yeah. still have it, and I still use it. Just yeah. keep adding to it, and yeah. so my mind. Um, she was in the crowd when I was talking about her and talking about, you know, uh, the the bit about where she was like, can I have kiss? That was in my first five minute. Yeah. She was in the crowd laughing, laughing and yeah. she's like, this is so true. But also my mannerisms come out yeah. and my behavior. I try to be as much as I can my mom. And so she sees that and she goes, holy <laughs> smokes, this is how I look like? I'm like, yes, this is how you look like. <laughs> Saying impersonator. Yeah. I used to do a bit when I took her colon cleansing. How personal and in Invasive is that process. That was in my first five minutes. And I used to act it out and she was there watching going, I'm never letting him take me anywhere. <laughs> so now I'm going to put you in the spot. Ooh. So you're a banker. You've done this amazing stuff in comedy. Yep. You're teaching your mom how to speak English. Yep. Let's see what Eileen's got for you to see if you if you know this language properly. So mate, be mate. Hard, be hard, don't don't go easy on him. No, go okay. easy because I'll tell everyone what you said. <laughs> you probably know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell everyone. I'll get out yeah, there the and I'll walk around <laughs> with a board that says this is what she said. <laughs> well, what we're going to look at today are verbs, but they're not just. Any old verbs. Uh-huh. So verbs are action words. But we're going to look Good. at phrasal verbs. What's so, phrasal? Okay, so a phrasal verb is a verb. Wait, firstly, what's a verb? A verb is an action word. So talk. What's action? <laughs> so it's an action word. It's like pow. Okay. <laughs> now you're speaking my language. Okay. Flash okay, cool. Zing, flash, you got me. All right. Actually, that's onomatopoeia. But anyway, I'll come back to that. Onomatopoeia. Yeah. Oh, I heard that in a rap once. <laughs> I was like, that food sounds delicious. (laughs) Okay, so an action word. But these verbs, phrasal verbs, have a base verb and a particle. I'm sweating around. (laughs) Which can be a preposition or an adverb. So that's not important. Just think of a verb that has two words, a base verb and a particle. I'm not scared to try. I've got my citizenship. (laughs) I'm allowed to screw up. So, okay. So, for example, a verb is like to look. Okay. But when you add a preposition to look up, mm. it changes the meaning of the base verb. Mm. So look and look up, not not as in look up, but mm. to look up a word. Okay. To so look, what does look up mean? To, so, to search. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So so what is to look up? Um, to search. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> He's a hundred bucks, Eva. <laughs> thank you, thank you. But then you added, if you look up to, so mm-hmm. you add two words to the word look, okay. to look up to, mm-hmm. it means to... Admire. 
to admire. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Ivan. Where were you in high school when I needed you, Ivan? This is great. I'm passing. So good. So I thought we'd use a different word and see how many you can get. But you got the idea now. You have to, because uh-huh. you guys' English is so good. No, Ivan's English is next level. I'm like, <laughs> wow. It's unfathomable. It, and, and, and what? <laughs> Get out of here. Get, using words no, like that? insulting me. And <laughs> unfathomable. Unfathomable. Did you say flammable? And no, flammable? That's <laughs> inflammable. Oh, you know what word I struggle with? I was actually talking to the, uh, my girlfriend outside before I came in. And she's like, babe, when you're on there and you're talking about like clothing, and when you say, don't say closes, it's clothes. Ah, and yeah. she's like, I wasn't going to correct you, but you're doing. Um, <laughs> A podcast, so it's clothes, uh, clothes, 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 clothes. Yeah, and uh, she's like, if we have kids, I'm teaching them English. I was like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's a really, really common one, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's, even when you say months and month, because I used to say monthers. Oh, I used to go, how many months is it? And my buddy yeah, would be so like, yeah, the, the, when did you get here? It's months, and I'm like, yeah. yes, sorry. <laughs> my example is one breath, two breaths. Oh, yeah, like that's the same as breaths. Yeah, breaths. Okay, so this is the game. So to get to is get? the base verb. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when you get something, you catch. Yeah, receive, receive or acquire it. Acquire. Okay, I'm but good if at you want to get things. something across, yeah, what you throw at <laughs> Ivan's face. <laughs> yeah. Is it? It's Actually, throw. Yeah, to get across. Yeah, but if you want to get an idea across yeah. to someone. Communicate. Yeah, that's right. Well done. Perfect. I got one. Yeah, yeah, that was are, it. Are you guys? Are you guys mocking me right now? Or did I actually no, no, get no, one? Got I got one. Yeah, that's hell perfect. yes. You did it. And you worked, you based on your out. based on your energy, I'm definitely not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Uh, no, I got one. You're so good at it. Can we call so my mum, please? I got one. <laughs> you should get your mum on the phone. Yeah, some of these. She'll just be like, "Can you please put him in jail?" <laughs> Tell him to go back to banking. <laughs> I reckon we all nailed it. A big, big thanks to my friend Joe White. Follow him on all the socials and check out his website for tour dates, etc. And of course, big thanks to our amazing English decipherer, Eileen Bagan. And thanks for being a wonderful audience and listening to Bad English. Don't forget to tell your friends, subscribe, follow us. Bad English is a production of Ear Candy Media for SBS Audio. Our producer is Bez Zode. Sound design and edit Tiffany Dimmock. Executive producer Ian Walker. The podcast's manager at SBS Audio is Caroline Gates. Thanks to Joe Supple and the SBS Audio team. I'm Ivan Aristeguieta. Adios. Till next time.